Dear Radio is brought to you by Office Max Logo Design Services. We did the Hillary Clinton 2016 logo, and we can do yours. Give us 48 hours and your first initial, and we'll have one of our custom logo specialists handle the rest. Office Max, we're still in business. Previously on Dale Radio. You remember VHS tapes used to be $99. I don't remember those prices. <laughs> yeah. You could buy a, I video, remember like 20 buy a video cassette for $99. That's insane. When it first came out, of course. I remember when we got our independent rewinder. Like the one where you like oh, yeah. you just rewind yeah. it. Like the kind they have at Blockbuster exactly. behind the desk. Absolutely. It yeah. was a big deal. It, it made things easier, though, It made didn't it so it? easy. I could watch Turner and Hooch while rewinding Breakfast Club. That's my impression of a rewinder. It had a very <laughs> slow build up, and then it got, you thought, oh no, oh, the no. Tape, tape's going to break. It's going to burn. And then, and the, then, no, it's back. Then it came back. Oh my goodness. Hello, it's me. Dale, and this is my life as it happens, in a story told week after week after week. And you're listening to another episode of Dale Radio, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And here we go. (laughs) Isn't this always the way? You get a little momentum going, and some positive press notices, and then you're forced into some weird stretch of solo episodes and skipped weeks. That's the business of show, ladies and gentlemen, just when you think everything's Coming up roses, you find a weed. Well, I didn't want to miss another week with you. I get so lonely without our weekly check-ins, sitting here amidst my abandoned craft projects and trousers that need hemming. I hope everyone had a fantastic Easter or a Passover celebration. I myself was invited to an Eastover supper at Lorraine and Ronnie Schulberger's place this year. Now, Lorraine and I met in line, not online, but in line, at the post office. I helped her box up some ceramic rabbit she was sending off to a niece of hers somewhere. And long story short, it ended with us both tangled up in priority packing tape and laughing the whole time. A supervisor had to cut us loose using a very dull box cutter. But by that point, I'd already agreed to attend one of her shape note concerts, and she'd invited me to the Seder prayer night she was hosting. Now, you meet people like this, and I just love it. That That's it. I mean, it's the reason I seek out small talkers, as I call them, because it usually can evolve into a nice meal somewhere. People at the park or on the plane find out you live with your niece and her daughter in a small place above a Superfund site, and you watch how quickly you end up complimenting a woman's chicken Kiev. Ronnie is a devout man of the Jewish faith, yet his outlook was informed by his time on the West Coast, living in a commune in Big Sur. So we got to do a reform Haggadah. Is that how you say Haggadah? Haggadah. That's a book they have at the Shaders where they ask the four questions, among other things. It gets a whole rigmarole, believe me. And on this version, the four questions are more like concerns, and they're labeled share points. Told you this is kind of a new a new take on things. 
So if anybody had something they'd like to share with the table, well, you could. And, and you know, just be totally honest. And uh, people were wearing robes, that kind of a thing. And it uh, follows the tradition of the youngest person going first. But in this case, it's the person who has the youngest spirit. So naturally, I went first. And uh, I went with my share point, which was, why do people act like they should be heroes for giving up their seats? The first question, by the way, always has to involve seating of some kind. So I try to tie it in, you know, with a, you got to kind of think fast on your feet <laughs> when one of these shader business things is going on. It's a really, it's great practice for improv. But uh, why do people, you know, act like they should be heroes for giving up their seats to those in need on the subway when they give it up only after the person in need has been staring at them for like five stops or something? <laughs> Have you seen this? A fellow's checking his laptop, a child climbing up his mother's face screaming milk everywhere the mother's clearly in need of a seat and uh, only after delancey essex streets does this yahoo get up and he looks around to try to make contact with everybody that's the impulse I, I don't understand like he's such a big man like we should thank him for doing the thing that was obvious to the rest of us well honestly maybe just stand in the first place sitting on the subway is for the weak do you think david would have sat on the subway no goliath would have on the other hand, Goliath probably already had enough to deal with, having to bend down to get in the car, and he probably has bad knees with all the extra weight and the running and the fighting. He'd be the first to sit down, and probably he's a dozer and a terrific man-spreader. You want to see a big man-spread, Goliath is your guy. <laughs> Takes up four seats. <laughs> Somebody definitely snap a picture of that, and he'd be publicly shamed on Gothamist.com. I will stand. That's what I'll do. I'll just stand to avoid the whole mess. Oh, there's days I love a slingshot. I bet slingshots come back in vogue when the drones take over. Also, I'm thinking of designing drone sleeves, or perhaps we should call them drone skins, that look like other stuff. So you could uh, outfit your drone to look like a dragon if you like Game of Thrones, or like the 1960s if you're a Mad Men fan, or a realistic-looking angel if you want to freak out your religious friends. <laughs> I look forward to the future, folks, I do. And spring always gets me going in that direction, thinking forward. At the Showburgers, we uh, we had a, a lot of conversations about the future, especially when it came uh, time to go through the plagues. And, uh, of course, this being a very loose interpretation of the whole deal, we talked about modern plagues, like the drought and fracking, equal pay, quinoa salads, and the cost of an Apple Watch. Things got a little weird after a few bottles of Ronnie's homebrewed bitter herb ale, and he insisted on playing Find the Afi Komen with one of his early lit students from Baruch College. But by that point, I'd said farewell to uh, Lorraine and was uh, taking a borrowed Tupperware container full of noodle cool out to my Uber. <laughs> Are we all fine just using Uber as a verb? It troubles me, it does. It used to take nouns a long time to make the transition of being an action word. Not anymore. It's a new day, babies. But uh, let's see, back on the home front, Pepsi and I dyed eggs together. Oh, that was a lot of fun. I bought some eco-friendly beet juice and berry powder, and we made purple-brown eggs and brownish-purple eggs. I guess buying white eggs is recommended. <laughs> But I thought, why should I have free range? Would be that would be best. I want to be responsible. You can't use an eco-friendly thing and then just get some bleached white uh, eggs. And what are you gonna? How are you gonna make? How are you gonna explain that? <laughs> 
you know, to, I don't know who we would be asking, but we kind of uh, rushed the whole cooking thing. So there's a lot of half-boiled eggs stashed around the apartment, and I still haven't found them all. <laughs> I can smell them all, but I have no idea where they are. Because once it gets to be that level, it's just a kind of, it, it's, it permeates the whole place. So my robe smells like it. Um <laughs> But uh, I want to personally thank the person who invented fake Easter basket grass. What a pleasure it is to wake up with that stuff in my bed, in the shower. I was spreading some jam on an English muffin the other morning, and a strand of the stuff was on my knife. It's everywhere. Oh, you have certainly kept things interesting for me, demon. And uh, while I'd like to bury you in a plastic basket of fiery lava, I also have some respect for you for making something that gets into every nook and cranny of one's existence. I assume you have a weekly poker meeting with the inventors of glitter, tiny ball bearings, and sesame seed bagels. Now, if you end up down in the fiery depths below, they probably hand you a bag of glitter with a hole in it and a dust broom. And you're like, why? <laughs> And they say, well, you should have been nicer to the dry-cleaning guy. And you wonder aloud, dry-cleaning guy, that no good nick ruined a pair of my best trousers and charged me 50 bucks to put a burn mark in my favorite sweater vest. And just as you're cursing this con man, you're shown to your bunk bed, and who peeks over from the top bunk? Hey, buddy, I used to do some cleaning for you back at my shop. And you're like, oh, great. Hell is just a series of bummers and prolonged interactions with people you wrote off long ago. That person from high school who you blocked on Facebook, they're your treadmill partner. Treadmills are mandatory in Hades. The devil's probably not even a person, just a goat in a red tuxedo. And he asks, why a tuxedo when the goat just chews on a hot can? And you try to complain about your treadmill partner, but it's a goat. So you're like, this makes perfect sense. Well played, whoever came up with this scenario. Zoom out and we're all inside the eye of a space whale. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Oh, well. Dale, how was the big show at Joe's? <laughs> Thank you for asking. I'm so glad uh, you uh, were inquiring about that. We did have a big show at Joe's Pub this week. And where can I start uh, with this? It was just a thrill. It was a thrill to do it. And uh, I, I, I talked about it and I said, you know, this is a dream come true, and it was. Did the mics cut out, and is that all I can think about? Yes. Did I miss some lines and have to invent as I went? Yes. But I try to stay positive. I do. But also, you know, you have a two-hour sound check, and I got three seconds to try my mic, and everybody thought it sounded fine, except that it didn't when we got to the actual deal. And I love putting on shows, is what I'm trying to tell you. But everyone around, just great, just fantastic people to work with. We had a fine audience, and uh, the people involved. Geraldine Shirley, what a gal. She got a place in heaven, I know. I know. She's not going the other direction with the goat guy. Todd Nebleton, passionate about Oasis Tunes and his work with the youth ministry, is is uh, uh, fantastic. Just, just solid, solid work. You can't get upset at a fellow like that, even if he has a kind of a drug issue going on. Now, that's, you know, that's not professional, but uh, he hurt himself. What are you going to do? And uh, I hope he patches things up with Russell. Luna McCoy, she destroyed just by speaking in Spanish. That's all you have to do. Reformed whores, I tell you, I'm fond of these gals. They have voices like honey, just pure tupelo honey. And uh, the Deceiver Orchestra nailed it. Once again, Vinny and Jojo dancing like that should be illegal. <laughs> and I think it is now in Indiana. And all the Spoony sisters. Oh, they're two sisters that dress like two brothers with voices like my Aunt Dee Dee. So sweet. 
just so sweet and full of happiness and joy. And you see those two and you think, I'm confused but satisfied. You put a lot into a show like this and you just hope it goes well. And I think that it did. If you didn't see my hundreds of posts on social media, (laughs) we did a concert-length tribute to Lawrence Welk called Wonderful, Wonderful. Because that's what he used to say all the time. He had you know, kind of an affectation uh, from, from growing up in, in North Dakota with immigrant parents. He kind of he had a kind of funny way of talking. And uh, wonderful, wonderful, you know, he would do that kind of thing. And isn't that a pleasant, bring on the dancing girl, that kind of thing. You, 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 you've seen it. Um, uh, and that's what he named his book, incidentally. incidentally wonderful, wonderful. And uh, I'm just hoping we don't get sued <laughs> at this point for using that. Uh, now, we had been quietly uh, beta testing, I think is the correct term, or workshopping uh, this show across the country for the past few months. And it's been a lot to juggle with my responsibilities to come flyer with me, the uh, premier hand of flyers uh, in the country. And I've been going around, well, at least in the city, we're trying to be in the country. I tell you, we got a lot of interested parties from the trade shows and things that I do go to. But any time I'm out there, I try to bundle these trips so that I can you know, bring the show too. And so I kind of have to, <laughs> oh, you're on this flight too. You know, that kind of stuff. And, uh, but we went to VFW halls and we went to church basement suppers and fish fries and outdoor flea markets on army bases. And we had such fun touring all over the place for audiences that were mostly awake. That, that that we knew we were developing something that people get a kick out of. I mean, you got matching suits and songs of faith and danceable tunes. I, what more do you want? Just me sitting in a chair in a subterranean improv theater? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. All season I've said, I don't know. I don't know if I have it in me. And literally, the other day, as I'm scrolling through these lists, you know, they have lists that comedians pretend not to pay attention to. 25 comics to know, 30 under 30, Brooklyn's funniest, and despite more than 20 years in the business, I never made a single list. Podcasts you should be listening to. Nope, not, I'm not not on there. And uh, that's okay. It's our secret, isn't it? It's our little thing. You're on your commute, you're doing your dishes, and I'm here, and we're having a nice time. And that's fine with me. It honestly... <clears throat> it's okay that I'm not on these lists, ladies and gentlemen, right? So I'm okay with that. I, I totally, I am, I am. Now, if you're playing the Dale Radio drinking game at home, this is your cue to drink anytime uh, <laughs> Dale says that he's fine with wherever his career is. But it's an article uh, about uh, this about Brooklyn podcasting. I'm reading it, and I'm not in there. Okay, look, there's many, uh, there's many people out here doing what we're doing. It's fine. <clears throat> drink. Uh, it's uh, there's a, and the, the, another one is a list of great talents is provided by the agents who represent them, and I'm not on it. Okay, <laughs> you know that's fine. I don't have representation. Why I shouldn't expect that my agent would tell the person that I'm a great talent? Why, why that that I appreciate the transparency of that article though, because they had all the thank yous, and you, it was it was all the people's. <laughs> agents and whatnot it it wasn't like this person had thought about it. it seems it seems as if maybe the person had thought about it. i don't know i don't want to burn any bridges here i'm just saying that it was odd and also refreshing to see that the people that were thanked were the people making the recommendations who of course they would recommend their clients because they get you know a little piece of that Anyway, I hope everybody floats to the top and i got no ill will towards a single person i tell you there's no point in doing that 
<clears throat> but I'm reading this stuff, and it can get it can it can get to you. And I'm just about to take to Twitter to just vent. You know, you got to let a little bit of that comedy rage out. And all of a sudden, I had some notifications or noties, as I call them, and I click on the thing, and it's AV Club. I think, wait now, just a minute. I sit down in my good news chair, the one next to the hot plate, and I find out that we got a very nice review from the folks at Podmash for the last live show. And I I can't tell you how much this meant. I mean, I can't. I should. This is a medium for audio. So telling you that is the, is the point. What I'm saying is it was restorative. It's it's fascinating to me how little I need to continue, how little we need. You know, just a little positive, just a glimmer out there to say you did a good job. It's okay to keep going. Uh, uh, you know, I felt this review just really got what we've been uh, trying to do here with the program, and it was it just came at exactly the right moment for me to receive this bit of news, and I felt, okay, I can go on. Pick yourself up, Dale. Stop reading lists. Get off of Twitter and put on. do your, do your best. Put on a show. Uh, it's just so little. We just need so little. Isn't that the thing? And it sustains us for only a short time, but, oh, what a time. You can just ride that high for oh, an hour and a half or two hours. And I do think that maybe the next season of the show will be different. I don't know how. Maybe the, that's a discussion for another time. And maybe we'll do the show from space. I don't know. They're launching things. They just launched another one. Up it goes. They're going to land it on some kind of floating thing in the ocean. Why not have a podcast that explores uh, the outer limits? Um, you know, because I feel we're not going far enough. I could come back and report from my time in space because there's something about relativity where either I come back a baby or an old man or something. But either way, it would be fascinating to listen to a baby interviewing uh, comedians. Why not? Now, making the show uh, with the singing and dancing, the Welk show I'm talking about, I got to admit, I enjoyed the heck out of it. And I got to sit down and listen to music during the whole thing. We had some good-looking people involved. I mean, that doesn't have anything. And uh, not, it was just not too bad. You, li- you like sitting? Are you sitting right now? <laughs> I tell you, who doesn't like uh, me sitting? My phone's exercise app. Very against me uh, sitting. It's, I'm just in a very complicated relationship with this thing. This app always bugging and buzzing me. I don't want to turn it off, but even knowing that I take 8,000 or 11,000 steps a day doesn't change the fact that I had to buy big boy pants with elastic waistbands. So what's the point? Who cares if I have 28 days of walking more than 30 minutes a day if there's literally no change in my appearance? If somebody could put a browser block on Seamless.com so I stopped ordering from there, maybe that would help. That's a, that's a powerful app. <sighs> Probably the only thing that could help me. It's too easy to order Vietnamese, and I love it. I know people who fought in Nam, and I also read the Nam comic book, so I get it. It was difficult. But I also have a hankering for vermicelli noodles and peanut sauce with a little hot stuff. Oh, so much hankerings, ladies and gentlemen. I fight it, I do. But Joe's pub was great, and, uh, you know, we'll do it again. I don't know. I have to play coy, folks. Have to play like a smitten kitten who's found a mitten. I can't say. I mean, yes, but I can't say uh, where we're going to do it. Just, I mean, yes, we're going to do it again. Where? I don't know. I mean, I know, but I can't say. <laughs> you see how it is? All oh, the flirtation is endless. 
But uh, when you find out, you're going to think, oh, that makes sense. And then you go back to posting updates about your wellness regimen online. And I speak for all of us when I say we care about those. You wearing a sports bra showing us your vanishing waistline is absolutely something I need to see every week. So please keep it going. Even if we barely know each other, this is the most vital thing you can do. I like people who are overly positive on social media, don't you? Inspiring phrases that may or may not be Maya Angelou's. Words of encouragement about your diets. Love those. Uh, or my diet, if you want to say a nice thing. I've always dreamed that my physical shape would be something everyone could comment on and share with others. And now that dream is a reality. Sometimes I do you talk about your body. Sometimes I look at my feet and think, how are these things so wide? And then I remember an old Polish friend of mine, a real old guy, and his feet were twice the size of mine, like the paws of a polar bear in real wide black shoes. Now, I'm just saying, we're all a little freakish when you look too close. You want a fun afternoon? Hold your large toe up to your forefinger. Notice the similarities, disparities. How long should a toe be anyway? Not that long is my guess, but here we are. Next week, I'll be back in Chicago for a time. If you're around, try and find me. I'm um, also we uh, in May. I'm going to be playing a gig in Maniunk. <laughs> it's like my bucket list is just disappearing before my eyes. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh no, we'll be back with a live show uh, April 28th. That's coming. We're going to be talking about bed bugs and comedy, two things that if you're in Astoria, probably just go together. Bugs come out this time of year, don't they? I'm dealing with Katrina's early onset menopause, which is not a bug, but is almost a plague. <laughs> He just thought she couldn't get any hotter. You're wrong. I talked about it before. You know, you get to be April, May. It's a, a battle to see when the air conditioners are going to go in. How 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 long I can wait <laughs> before the the, the real uh, complaints begin? But uh, oh my gosh, we just it gets so cold when when we sleep with all the the fans and the windows and all this stuff going. I'd be warmer if I slept in a freezer. I don't know how one person can reach these temperatures. She's the human torch, but not like the the awesome one in the Fantastic Four, but the robot one, which just stayed hot. They used to use him to melt ice layers of skull-headed criminals in the Arctic. The early one was just Iron Man on fire. That's what I'm dealing with. The only uh, good thing about it is that I'm saving on electricity by having to hold a piece of bread in her hands and making me toast in the mornings. <laughs> but seriously, folks, I hope she's okay. I hope you're okay. Are you checking your nethers? You gotta inspect your bits, man. I gave myself a fondle and I had a little scare. Uh, but then I don't really know how all that's supposed to, to feel anyway. I, so who knows? I, I felt what I thought was a small plastic cow. I don't know. I'm not sure what's... I was going to go to a doctor to have my jaw looked at because I know uh, where my teeth are supposed to be and I can no longer close them in a way that feels correct. I'm always a little off and have a little pain in the side of my head at the joint. Well, I just got off the phone with a guy who uh, somebody says is supposed to be good. Well, he wants 545 bucks just to talk to me. Well, I'm sorry, pal. Uh, I'm the one with a successful podcast, as mentioned in the AV Club's podcast. How about you pay me to sit with you? You work on people's jaws. You make invisible adjustments to something that is never seen. I just put on a show at Joe's Pub. So how about you meet me halfway, Doc? <laughs> Buy me a coffee and shit for a spell. 
I know what's wrong. My jaw screwed up from this anti-snoring thing that I bought online to avoid having to sleep in a mask with the cords and everything like some kind of uh, a cyborg. Uh, my jaws, uh, it just, it, it's, it aches, you understand. I put in the, this thing, this guard, mouth guard, what you call it, and I sleep in that thing. And it shifts your, it, you know, it shifts your jaw. That's what it's supposed to do. But if you wear it as long as I have, I can't chew raisins. You understand? They're too small. So I have to just suck them in between my teeth and hope I don't choke on the things. The teeth, they just don't line up. It can be bothersome. This is what we end up doing for our loved ones, isn't it? We make some choices to make them happy, and then it causes us agony. Are we even meant to be with other people, ladies and gentlemen? Maybe I should just live in a cave with a lubricated clamshell and a spear. What else do we need? I bet there were some pretty happy bachelors in the Stone Age, and I bet snoring was considered a great asset. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Grog the loudest. <laughs> do I too much, do too much caveman humor on this show, folks? I, I can't help it. I love the old days, the way things used to be. In my head, I keep trying to install the Time Machine app on my MacBook, and I'm constantly disappointed I don't go anywhere cool. just copies my computer endlessly the way it used to be. What good is that, Apple? A watch? Great. Somebody make something youth, useful and youthful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's really get on this time travel thing. I'm ready. I want to see a woolly mammoth or a tree person. Whatever was going on in the past, we don't know. We find things buried in sand and dirt, and we say, oh, this must be the way it is. And then you find out years later, well, they've been assembling dinosaurs all wrong. They crawled on their bellies and had enormous ears covered in blue feathers. That's just, that's the thing, that's the way it is. We don't know what was going on. You got a robot on Mars trying to discern what happened millions of years ago. Well, what if his experiments with antifreeze are the reason, the thing that causes the water to start on Mars? What if we have started another planet's life? Huh? We're looking in the past. Maybe we should be looking in the future. If I go back in time, I'm not going to change anything. Okay, just I just want to I want to put that out there. Um, uh, I would I, I I mean <laughs> I'd change a couple of things. Listen, I do it just to mess with my time travel mentor because every you probably I probably have some kind of mentor, some kind of holographic projection of a person that can guide me in the use of this stuff, and he's probably always or she is probably always just saying, just don't, there's one rule: don't mess with the time stream. And now you've gone and done it, and there's, there'd be pyramids in uh, <laughs> Midtown, and a duck would be president, and Keanu Reeves would be taken seriously. Everything would be different. <laughs> and I just kind of giggle, knowing that I could just go back and change it in the blink of an eye and hurry back to exactly the same point. But then I can't because the time stream changed behind me, and oh my God, what am I going to do? And a pair of talking pugs drag me down to a pit where I'm forced to learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons with an actual dragon in an actual dungeon. <laughs> oh, that game was like math to me. I never liked it, never took it up. So many sides to the dice. What are you, you going to die? <laughs> Singular. We're all just pretending to be other people. How is that sustainable? And or fun. I did have some geeky things that I did as a child, though we couldn't escape it. I went to some very early sci-fi conventions back in Philadelphia and Delaware. 
real hotbeds of that kind of activity, you understand? And those things were, they were very strange. Seen. Even as a kid, I thought, this is what's going on. And comics kind of didn't have their own cachet that they have now. There's no Avengers there. I mean, they existed, but not, you know, it wasn't Scarlett Johansson. This was no San Diego Comic Con. This was a Star Trek comic book convention at the Marriott in Wilmington. You want to see a sad Klingon? I know just the place. And this was before eBay or online communities. These people were finding each other in real time, like on the phone and in fanzines photocopied one ads for Klingon weaponry. Can you imagine? A land before time, folks. The young people, you have to understand, I know there's many of you who listen to this program, and I appreciate uh, your many uh, texts and emails. Um, but uh, back then, when, we were, when I was growing up, when some of us were growing up, if someone dressed like a comic book character or a fantasy character, that was a novelty. That was someone with no other support network making a costume for themselves with little love from their families out in a shed somewhere. And instead of going to a dance at a school, they're at home making stuff from hot glue and toilet paper tubes. So if these people showed up somewhere, it was an event. I'm not saying cosplay now is easy, but I'm saying it's easy. Everybody has access to the stuff, reference materials. They weren't You couldn't look up a website to see how something was stitched together or Google images or, heaven forbid, recipes for how to make things. It was freaky for someone to wear makeup, not for Mary Kay. Incidentally, Mary Kay is a fantastic product, and I have a lot of it around here from my ill-fated attempts to join that particular uh, scheme. So DM me if you'd like some samples or want to host a party at your home. I'd happily make the trip and, uh, yeah, get some gals together. Uh, guys and gals, and we'll have some cheese. Uh, usually I find cheese is a good uh, starter, uh, a good entryway into the world of, of uh, cosmetics. People have asked me, Dale, what can I do for the people in California with this terrible drought? Well, I've been sending tear-soaked letters to my ex-wife for years. <laughs> I've been doing my part. <laughs> to balance the water table. But here's something you can do. Stop buying bottled water. It's poison, folks. I mean it. We all worked real hard to make sure you have clean water to drink for free out of your faucets. We survived on this for a good while. So what if New York water has tiny shrimp in it and sea monkeys or whatever? Drink up. And also, you can do do something that I've been doing. Collect the rainwater in Ziploc bags and then send a box of the stuff to your favorite celebrity. You're helping them get water and you may just end up with a signed headshot that you can keep or sell but doing good feels pretty good doesn't it especially if you can make a little something on the back end all right well i think i've covered it i think you see uh, where i'm coming from i'm glad we have holidays to get together uh to uh, change the color of natural things hide them eat chocolate for a week or so after <laughs> Just had a buttercream egg. I'm pairing the podcast with a buttercream egg, if that gives you a sense of of my level of uh, depression. Uh, I'm pleased we can sit around uh, a table at this time of year, talk about you know sitting down in different ways, and uh, it's nice to sit down and then also talk about sitting down. Isn't that pleasant? And. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can eat something that symbolizes mortar. I, what chef doesn't enjoy their food being compared to 
the stuff between bricks. And uh, humanity is winning this game, folks. That's you. You step back a little bit. You think, yeah, this is this is good. Now the the oddballs, the dreamers, the faithful. We're all doing our part, and our parts are wonderful. And I'm wonderful, and I wish I had lost my hair later in life, but also it's what's inside that counts. But if you really look inside our bodies with one of those tiny cameras, you're like, yo, no thanks. <laughs> so maybe we should judge each other based on what we look like, because isn't that the truth anyway? We've got a great live show coming up this month at the pit. We'll be back there with a very funny lineup with Doogie Horner, Moran Kagani, Anna Caligari, and author Brooke Burrell. Now, Brooke's a science writer, and she has a new book out, Infested, all about bedbugs. So we're going to start with her, and we're going to get into it and see um, if they actually exist or if it's just a psychological uh, phenomenon that happens. And that's Tuesday, August 28th, in the underground, uh, 8 o'clock, tickets are 10 bucks, unless you're somehow involved with the pit and a student there, and there's like a dollar. So why not be involved with them and save $9? <laughs> More info, uh, of course, is on DaleRadio.com, and I hope you can make it because uh, this will be the next to last one of this uh, this uh, tremendous season. So till next time, I'll be making tiny sweater vests to put on my empty whiskey bottle dolls. They have Canadian dimes for eyes and floss for their tiny beards. I'd like to make a friend one day. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley. Musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 theme song composed and arranged by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon designed by illustrator Louis Chin. Posters for live shows this season by James Boyle, Annie Carbo, Claire Prouch, and others. Live shows of Dale Radio are held every month at the Pit in New York City. Listen, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and or SoundCloud. For all the latest, visit DaleRadio.com. Thanks for listening. You're the best. <laughs>